right, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of More Content Talk. That's the only show that cuts through the glam, the glitz, and all the bullshit to bring you the truthiest news that we can find. Uh, I often talk about celebrities on this show. I'll talk about them again because they put their fucking faces all over the social media, so what the fuck else do you expect to happen? I mean, it's interesting to live in a time period where people are under the impression that it's okay to take pictures of yourself and video and you know even long sprawling documentaries that go on for hours post those on instagram youtube twitter all everywhere you can fucking put them your face all over the place and then in the same breath turn around and say well people shouldn't talk about me oh really okay there was a time where that was an argument there was a time when, when when you said something like, well, you shouldn't judge people. And, and, and people were right when they said that. And that was true. That was prior to social media, though. That was prior to the very vain society that ended up developing, where who put themselves out there, literally, for people to comment on. And they leave the com. Do you know you can turn comments off? You can. Did you know that? Yes, I did actually know you that. You turn them yes. off. You don't need to see what people say about you. You just turn it off. Very few people use that function. You know why? Because we thrive off of arguing with each other. People love derision. They're such liars when they talk about things like unity and peace. It's a lie. That's why I did that show. It's called Peace is a Lie. People are drawn to bombastic, you know, daddy figures who are very emotional and over the top and, oh, look at me, I'm so wonderful. And you see the, the people wearing fabulous clothing and it's very bright and shiny and it's preening all over the place and it's that's what people like. And so of course they leave the comment section on. But then when it gets to that point, if you leave the comment section on, can you really get mad at someone for commenting? No! You can't. This is what is ironic about this though, is that when you allow that to happen, you really learn what people are really like because they you know they don't really have a filter so much on social media even though i would argue that a lot of the a lot of the negative comments that are actually coming in are from dummy accounts but there are still some people who do this and they get pleasure from it and i get pleasure from making fun of the people who do it so i'm a little different but it's still the same basic effect okay but when you allow people to be themselves and you put yourself out there and you say, look at me, look at me. And then some people do and they do it ritualistically and they end up falling in love with the very idea of you. And then you dare change something. You piss those people off because they invested so much time mm -hmm. in that one thing that they really like. And now you just want to change it. So this is very similar to what the Billie Eilish episode that we did. But this is going to take a, a more in-depth look at the other side of the celebrity craze, which is fandom. And it sounds innocent. It sounds benign. It sounds like, oh, it's a bunch of kids collecting cards. Not anymore, folks. This has gone full-blown cult. It really has in certain in certain movies. Not for every movie. 
I'm not saying that every single movie has a cult following, but there are some that do. You know which ones I'm talking about. You're going to hear some of them mentioned in this article. And you're going to see why people make fun of people like that. Because, hey, look, you may be a person who loves these movies. You may be saying, what's the big deal? You probably don't hang out with these people. You probably never would. You're probably a nice person. And you should take it in stride when people make fun of people like this and say, oh, they're not talking about me. Because we're not. We're not. I don't care if you go watch a superhero movie. Go for it. Have fun. But don't become weird about it. Don't make it a thing to where, like, it's all you ever talk about because it's fucking annoying. If I sat here and talked about... I, look, I'm a fan of Shakespeare's, okay? I am. I love Shakespeare. But you know what I recognize? I recognize that most people don't. So you know what I don't do? I don't walk into the middle of a party where everyone's playing Snoop Dogg and say, turn that shit down. I want to play the, the works of William Shakespeare and, and thrill you with some Hamlet. I don't do that because people would hate it. People would get annoyed. The same thing happens in the other direction where you are talking about something that's popular. There are people who don't care. And you seem very odd to those people when that's all you fucking talk about. And these are the same people who will preach to you about respect. Who respects my needs? That's what a lot of people ask themselves. Hold on a second here. No one respects what I like. People talk shit about Shakespeare every day. So what the fuck should I care about some douchebag on social media for? That's the point. But... So a lot of people say to me, you know, you're too, you're too hard on celebrities. You have no idea how I am very much uh, soft on celebrities. Because, yeah, I make fun of them, but I make fun of them to their face. I give them a chance to respond, okay? I don't go to their social media accounts, and not to their face, but, you know, on my show, so that they know where my show is, they can find it, respond to it, say X, Y, and Z is not true. You know, they have the right to lie and say that if they like. But um, at least I give them that fair shot, if they want to, obviously, most of them don't but look at this if you're a fan of say like you know uh maybe the justice league or star wars if you're a fan it's okay for you to act a fool it's okay for you to be disrespectful because you earned the right to be disrespectful by watching the fucking movies do you have any idea how hypocritical that is and just ridiculous right it's so stupid mm -hmm. that's why i don't entertain this cancel culture what are you talking about i'm some dude who's chilling at the crib talking shit about a celebrity. I can't cancel these people. You know who can, though? And you know who do? These people, the fans. They're the ones with the cancel power because they're the ones who make or break the celebrity. And celebrities are spineless cowards. They only say what they know their fans will like. Celebrities are spineless cowards. They only say what they know their fans will like. That's the real deal. And that's why I have no respect for them. Now I'm going to read an article uh, from The Hollywood Reporter. It's by Aaron Couch. Um, and this is uh, from Justice League to Star Wars. Studios reckon with toxic fandom. Uh, of course, this isn't highbrow reading, but it's, an, it's interesting to start a topic. It, the, and there are also, um, you know, 
real accounts of things that actually happen to people in this article. So don't write it off as just, oh, it's the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, I'm not trying to teach you science. I'm trying to tell you a thing that happened. Anyone can write things down. So listen up. When Zack Snyder's Justice League hit HBO Max on March 18th, it marked the culmination of a years-long effort by a devoted group of DC fans to allow the director to finish a film he left in 2017. Along the way, Snyder's fans raised $500,000 for suicide prevention in honor of the filmmaker's late daughter, Autumn. Despite the positives, a small but vocal segment of that fandom used social media to threaten and harass fellow fans, as well as Warner Media executives they perceived as standing in the way of the cuts. You hear that? Hmm. You hear that? The threatening people. Harassing people. Isn't that great? That's entertainment. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Warner Media Studios CEO Ann Sardoff made waves March 22nd when she condemned such behavior in an interview with Variety saying, I'm very disappointed in the fans that have chosen to go to that negative place with regard to DC, uh, with regard to some of our executives. See, that's a nice apology. If someone threatened me and I had money, be in the news every day and you remember that one dumbass motherfucker who said something about me fuck that guy that's what i would say and i I tell you what they'd stop that's how you have to be with people you know like crazy people especially they need to be put in their place you can't allow people to harass you like that you see what you get for being kind you just let these loud idiots take over kind of like how trump took over he's a loud idiot too it's true. Those comments represented a break from the norm of studios publicly ignoring unsavory elements within fan bases, even as they seek to find new ways to monetize those audiences. In years past, Sony watched trolls attack its 2016 female-led Ghostbusters reboot. Marvel Studios saw Captain Marvel's Rotten Tomato score sandbagged, and Lucasfilm was silent as Star Wars stars John Boyega and Kelly Marie Tran endured racist abuse. Isn't that nice? Hollywood, it's Hollywood. Fend for yourself in Hollywood. Stone cold. Just, you know what? We're not going to say anything. Just ignore it. Just pretend it didn't happen because it might, it might upset the ticket sales. See that? It's all about money. But Hollywood majors are now learning that they can't always remain silent about what happens on social media. Disney's Lucasfilm has been at the forefront of this conversation. In January, cosplayer and host Christina Ariel faced racist attacks and threats after the studio named her host of The High Republic Show, a bi-monthly show on StarWars.com and YouTube giving an inside look at a galaxy far, far away. Oh, that sounds just awful. Ahead of the show's debut, uh, previous tweets from Ariel denouncing systemic racism, essentially calling upon white people to own their role in it, were resurfaced. She received numerous threats via social media. Lovely, lovely behavior. These are the good people, you see. Rather than remain silent, 
Lucasfilm swiftly backed Ariel. Yeah, after the fact. Because they got bad publicity for that. You see how it works? Wherever the publicity goes, that's what they do. Interesting. There's no heart, there's no soul there, or what you would call a soul. Mm. Nothing there whatsoever. It's cold-blooded. That's what it is. A lot of people have been on their own managing the backlash of long and deep-seated racist stereotypes alone. And so having the entertainment industry understand that it makes a difference when they come forward, they understood. They knew. They just waited until they could make money off of it, you dummy. Come on. Stop assuming the best of people. It's a company. These are companies they're talking. They talk about them like they're people. It's weird. They're just trying to make money so that they can pay you. That's all. And, you know, pay themselves, which is far more important than them paying you. Which is why, by the way, a bunch of, uh, it was 50,000 Hollywood workers are threatening to walk off the set, shut the whole Hollywood down because they're not paying them. They're not paying them their their dues. What You know, I don't know the exact dispute, but I saw that they threatened to lose the, the union in Hollywood. And that's supposed to be the big time. What's going on there, huh? These are camera crews and stuff like that. See, they're not celebrities, so they're not important. Isn't that nice? Isn't that wonderful? Hollywood, it's Hollywood. We screw over tech in Hollywood. Yeah. And they're not really giving a shit about their celebrities either because they're leaving them to fend for themselves too. This is, this is some cold-blooded stuff here. And this is the organizations you want me to respect? Do you have any idea how ridiculous you sound? <laughs> For years, Lucasfilm did not address attacks against its talent, at least publicly. Boyega and fellow Star Wars sequel trilogy star Tran have been open about facing racist harassment, with Tran largely leaving social media in 2018. At the time, the studio did not publicly intervene on either's behalf. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Uh, we're just, uh, yeah, we're going to, that's a cut. Okay, uh, uh, forget you know the black people and the Asian people. Stay far away from them. Bad for business. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man, this is too much. One representative of a low-profile Disney actor who has faced racist social media harassment notes they, in recent months, asked the studio to intercede publicly to no avail. Nope, sorry. The representative acknowledges it's a tough situation for any studio, particularly given how vitriolic the internet can be. You can only do so much, says the rep, which means nothing. But if you're speaking out, you have to speak out for everyone, you know. You know? After the fact, because she got mad at us. Please go buy our movies. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. What's even more ridiculous is about publicity like that. They don't even need to do it. They don't even need to do public relations anymore. People don't care. People don't care if celebrities do bad things. Cancel culture is a myth. It doesn't exist. When is the last time a celebrity became unfamous? Like, seriously, though, like, I hear about these idiots all the time. I was sitting the other day minding my own fucking business. I shit you not. I go on the computer for one second. Nelly, Nelly is there. What the fuck is Nelly still famous for? He hasn't made a song in years. <laughs> but he's still famous. Mm. This is how forgiving fans are. They will they will worship you if you uh, fart a tune out of your ass. Mm. 
they'll and, and do it with a flute, they'll love you for it. Fans are great. They're like that. But then there's the other side. And this is a side that comes out when you uh, don't fart that tune right. Because <laughs> it has to be exactly the same every single time with some of these people who are obsessed. They're obsessed and, they, they, and then they'll start threatening people. It's ridiculous. While so-called toxic fans take up an oversized place in the media's and the public's imaginations, cinema blend journalist Sean O'Connell suspects it's a relatively small contingent of fandom. See, I disagree. I think that it comes out with... There are many celebrities, right? And people have their likes and their dislikes. And so the vitriol comes out with different celebrities from different people at different times. And so obviously it's always going to seem like a small amount. But if you add all the small amounts up, you get a large amount. So that's the point. If you ignore them, you are silently condoning what they do. Absolutely. You can't ignore stuff like that. If you ignore it, you're condoning it. It's that simple. Doesn't matter if you walk up and pat the guy on the back after he does it. He still sat there and watched. And that means social acceptance. You social you accepted that person's social behavior, even though it was antisocial. So it's on you, jackass. Stop blaming things on everyone else all the time, and you do it. You stand up to people. And cower behind your desk like some little child. Come on, grow up. I understand the need to have a zero-tolerance policy, says O'Connell. That's the only kind of tolerance you can have with uh, hatred, is a zero-tolerance. I keep telling people that. In theory, the idea of toxic fandom is paradoxical. Fandoms are supposed to be places where people find a community, a place of inclusion. Really? Is that what it's supposed to be? Because it just seems like a bunch of weird-ass motherfuckers to me. I'm just being honest. In practice, it has often been a different story. The same day that Lucasfilm shared its statement supporting Ariel, John Rogers, the screenwriter behind Holly Berry's Catwoman, resurfaced a blog post he penned in 2004, which he noted still applied today. In the post, he cheekily coined the term fundamentalist. That's a great one right there. Fundamentalist. Noting that the behaviors of some fans mirrored that of fundamentalist religions, such as men being dominant and the spurning of the modern in favor of a return to a nostalgic vision of a golden age that never really existed. After explaining how each of these rules apply to fandom, Rogers defined fundamentalist this way. Fans who violently believe the only valid interpretations of any entertainment source is a dogmatic adherence to their favorite version of that source. Any change to the smallest detail is inherently unacceptable. See also heresy and met with frantic scorn. Burn the witch! That's your real cancel culture right there. That's the real cancel culture. If you want to call something stupid like cancel culture, that's it. The fans, the people who supposedly love people so much. I love people. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's Jessica Simpson. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's ah, Britney Spears. I fucking hate that bitch. Fuck you, Britney. Fuck you. Yeah, that shit. It's adorable, right? It's totally something we should encourage. So, uh, what do you think about these crazy assholes? 
I think it's crazy to get so worked up over something that isn't even real. I mean, it is crazy, but at the same time, it's stu- it's something that people do. You can think of a lot of examples where people get carried away with whatever fantasy they're believing in, and all of a sudden, a bunch of people are dead in the woods. Right? Whether it be with religion, with a cult, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter. Cults don't have to be religious, by the way. They can be aliens, aliens, like Heaven's Gate. Ooh, we believe in aliens. We believe in aliens, so we'll kill ourselves. Ooh, ooh. Look into my eyes and you'll become an idiot like me. Yeah. And, you know, these, these are people who are grown men sitting around playing with Star Wars action figures like a like a five-year-old, a six-year-old or something. And they're upset because there's an Asian woman in the film. Well, you know what? You and your little stupid subculture can go fuck itself. It's so boring. Absolutely ridiculous. And, um, you know, you just, you see the the toxicity and you can feel it. And uh, then these people have the nerve to turn around and tell you how to behave. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? the hypocrisy of uh, people when they're they're sitting there judging and then they'll point at you and say, don't judge. What do you think of that? I think it's pretty stupid and I also think it's pretty selfish. It is selfish. They're trying to remake the world in their own image and you know what? I'm just not going to let that happen because mm-hmm. you didn't star in the movie. Hey, guess what? Hey, guess, guess what, fans? No matter how much you dress up like them, no matter how much you put makeup on like them, no matter how much fat you get sucked out or shoved into your butt or whatever you're trying to do, you'll never be them. Never. That's right. Never. So give up. Give up the act and be yourself before you waste your entire life bitching on Twitter about who's in the Star Wars movie. What a fucking joke. All right, everyone. Um, I thank you so much for joining me here today on More Content Talk. You can always uh, follow us on Twitter at more underscore content PLS. You can also follow us on uh, TikTok, Instagram, as well as YouTube at all one word, More Content Talk. And uh, you can support us on Anchor. You can also share the show around to your friends, your enemies, and your frenemies, or your relatives, or your relatives, whatever. I don't care. Share it to everyone. That'd be awesome. All right, everyone, I hope you have a phenomenal day, evening, afternoon, fiesta, siesta, downtime, chill time, lunchtime, party time, nap time, whatever it may be. And remember, when life gets you down, you can always laugh at something else. Farewell, folks. Adios.